As our adventurers enter the forests beyond Lonborn, they once again wander a dark road through the thick forests. Here they know equinapes, arbor raptors, and cedar rex stalk the trees. What may become of them on their way to the town of Nebanir? Welcome back to Blood Gold. So, Marin, Sorel, and Akrea have just uh, set foot on the road out of Lawnborn that leads north back into the forests. And the woods here are starting to... They're a little thinner, actually. And um, it's a mix of, like, pine and broadleaf. Like, you're starting to see the forests change. It's no longer these huge towering pines that are that are thick. As y'all make your way, there's kind of like these big broadleaf trees and there's more sunlight coming down through the canopy and it, it's, a, it's a little bit brighter. Um, how's Marin feeling? If this condition check is to be believed, I'm feeling great. What, what was your condition again? It's a, it's a 10. I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I got okay. a plus, I got a, a asterisk. Here's the thing. Probably shouldn't tell you this. You're the GM. I <laughs> I truly do not remember if I rolled for my condition last time. You did. But I'm going to believe that I got my 10, which means I get to add a die to something. Did you not do that part? I, well, because it's not like a permanent thing. I didn't mark off something that I attached the die to. I see. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I always go with my strength. But I feel like I'm just going to go ahead and put a little arrow towards my intelligence. And oh, we're interesting. Just, we're just going to call that what it is. Are you planning something? No. I can't Are stress enough. How, I can't stress enough how little Diana plans for anything. <laughs> I can't stress that enough. I just thought I would change it up. I see. And she woke up clear-headed. She's had a couple clear-headed mornings. So I feel like storyline-wise... It makes sense, but I'm still an old lady, so perhaps constantly having a boost to my strength is not good on my frail old body. So I thought maybe I'd give my mind a boost. I see. But you're looking at me as if maybe I should be moving it over to my strength. Uh, what? I, I don't think I gave any look to that effect. Well, you certainly are doing weird faces now. So- <laughs> Listen, can we, can we address the elephant in the room about tonight's recording? And that it's tonight's recording and not today's recording. Can we just, I like, I don't want to harp on this too long. It, we are recording after the goblin has um, exhausted us and herself. It's 8.30 p.m. We usually record it too. Y'all, I, I ain't making no promises about this episode. <laughs> I ain't making no promises to y'all about this, the, the episode that is to come. But thank you for bearing with us. It's going to be great. As you can tell from all of our accents we've just discovered and are using. Rude. So there are two ways that Marin could choose to go. If you go straight north through the thickest part of the forest, you might cut your time down. 
but the road doesn't go through the thickest part of the forest. It actually goes around the thickest part of the forest. So does Marin decide to take the long route along the road, which I'm sure Osmer would be very appreciative of, or does she decide to take the potentially shorter route through the thick woods? So I have mentioned this plan before, and just so that our listeners know, um, Zach did provide me with a map at the very beginning of this adventure. And I sometimes think he's forgotten that he's given me this map. I do. I refer to it frequently. So my plan is actually to cut through the woods later on in our journey because it will be more direct to where we need to go. I actually think I'm going to stick to the road this time Um, just because it's like a saving stamina thing. Like I'm not going to I'm not going to put Osmer through something I don't need to put him through if I can because I'm going to have to cut through later. Mm -hmm. Like we're all going to be uncomfortable later and this isn't guaranteed to save us a ton of time, Um, especially since you brought out some cards and I'm hesitant as to what that might do for combat. Oh, you mean this? Yeah. So I'm 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 going to stick to the road. Oh, don't worry about this. We'll see. I am worried about that. That's why I'm not going in the woods. Don't worry about this. But I am, which is why I'm sticking to the roads. Here's the thing: it won't matter. You're if <laughs> if you want to use those cards this session, the the thing that was going to eat us in the woods is going to eat us on the road. Like the, I know that that's what's going to happen, but just so that we all know what Marin's logic is, it's going to be uncomfortable later. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let's. Not be uncomfortable now. Yeah, I see. Um, so y'all are making your way along along the road. This is a pretty, I would say this is a pretty busy road. It's busier than the other roads that you've been on because you're now starting to get to uh, some busier towns. Lawnborn is a big town and Nebanir is a big town. So there's a lot of through traffic between these two towns. So uh, this road is actually like pretty, pretty well trodden. You're you're passing people. There's uh, there's decent traffic, and you're seeing people kind of like up ahead that you're you follow behind most of the day. And Marin has so far been through a lot with these kobolds. Yep. Arbor Raptors, Cedar Rex, Spotted Bee, Myconids. Like that's a pretty uh, that's a pretty big week for an old retired adventurer. How is Marin feeling? Like she, like she's feeling good. And you put this, you put your, your condition bonus into intelligence. So I'm, I'm kind of wondering, like how, how those things connect. Maybe I shouldn't have put it in intelligence. Maybe I should have put it in spirit, kind of the way that I'm thinking about this. Um, but so it has been a busy week, and she has done a lot. And so, like I said, she's a retired lady. She was gardening basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously she was doing a little more than gardening. She's still very fit and very capable of doing this, but she's still older and she had been retired. So this level of physical activity is not one that she, not necessarily this level, but this duration of physical activity that she's been doing is not something that she's been used to for a while. So I think her body's feeling it a little. I think she's just a little sore and you know, her joints aren't moving. They're not recovering as well as they used to. And she's just feeling a little stiff. Like, obviously, she can still cut it. She can still do it. She was doing hard farm work. So her body is not, like, old and crinkly. But Mm -hmm. it's not as spry as it once was. But I think she's feeling, one, I think she's feeling good in her soul. Right? Like, this is something she used to do. She's it's, It's nice to get back into the swing of it. It's nice to, like, do something you're familiar with. 
it's like riding a bike, as they say. I haven't ridden a bike in probably close to a decade and a half. So <laughs> I don't actually know, but I would say probably that. Okay. Now I'm going to keep it in intelligence because I think her her body is sore, but and but she's feeling good about it. And so she's like, she's got the wisdom of someone who's been through this shit before. You know what I mean? Like, she's yeah. got that clarity. She made those mistakes when she was younger, and now she knows, like, the better way of doing things. Hence why they're staying on the road instead of cutting through the woods. Cutting through the woods might save some time, but it probably won't. It probably will slow them down because it's not as well trodden. And there's no good reason to cut through the woods at this moment because it's not going to save enough time. If it were going to cut days off their journey... This might be something she would consider, but because it might only cut a couple hours, maybe half a day, it's not really worth it. Mm-hmm. I, I like that a lot. How how are the kobolds doing? I didn't mark down their condition because why would I? I'm only the GM. Apparently I did. Again, I don't know if I did this right. I'll be honest because I feel like these are the same as before, but I still think it makes for a good story. So <laughs> is at a nine. She's feeling great. I, do, I remember this. Not perfect, but great. Yeah. Sorel is not. Sorel's at a four. Sorel is cranky. Not enough mushroom beating up. Sorel has had a very low condition for the last couple days. I think Marin notices that she does not have the sort of get up that she had when y'all started. Mm -hmm. When y'all first met, Sorel was like very get up and go, was like getting into trouble constantly, was running around. She's, like, slowed down significantly uh, to the fact that she's, like, sort of uh, trailing um, behind Osmer most of the day. Uh, Just kind of, like, going real slow, isn't talking as much, isn't, like, she's not getting into trouble, which is nice, but it's also kind of weird in a way that I'm not sure how Marin would react to that. I think Marin has lived on her own for so long that she's not going to say anything. She's not going to outwardly look like she's even noticed it. Um, but I think inwardly she, you know, like, because her intelligence is uh, is is boosted this time. Mm-hmm. I think she is, like, she's noted it. And it's something that she's going to keep an eye on. But she, I don't think she is comfortable enough with social interaction to be able to say anything. And I think she's intelligent enough to know that if she tried, she would probably not make things better right now. All right. Why don't you give me a journey check to see how this, uh, this leg of the trip goes? Is that a a movement check? Uh, yes. So your journey check is, or a travel check. Yes. I'm sorry. Travel check. Okay. So that's strength and dexterity. I thought about upgrading my dexterity and I didn't and I should have. Well, I'm proud of you for doing something interesting and different. I'm proud of you. I never use my intelligence. It was a stupid move. I'm sorry. Trying to tell you all a good story and I got a seven. Not helpful. That is not helpful. That is a failure. Yeah. I got to do that for everybody. Oh, this is the worst. (laughs) Sorrel. She got a four. <laughs> Horse Sorrel. Akraya got a five. We are just not doing well. 
Yeah. For feeling good, we're doing terrible. <laughs> so, um... It's like a bunch of preschoolers putting on a play. <laughs> have you ever seen a preschooler do anything? They usually have big old smiles on their faces, but are doing nothing they're supposed to do. It's all a mess. <laughs> that, was, that was just very accurate. That was, <laughs> the thing is that analogy was very accurate. Is what got me. Um, so have everyone's HP. Boo! I know, it's rough. And you have to brown down. This is the yeah. dumbest game. I'm mad at this game right now. It's not the game's fault. It's my it's my dice rolling. I know it is. It is a sunny day. It, it has gone from this kind of like overcast, uh, rainy past couple days to uh, clearing up. It still feels humid. Um, but it's it's starting to get hot. You can hear birds singing in the trees as uh, you can as people are talking along the path. There are frogs kind of croaking in the ditch alongside the road as Osmer's hooves trot on um, the like uh, the kind of ground down stones that have been laid out on this road, and the. Three of you are having a rough go of it. And I think it gets to a point where um, Akreya uh, comes up to you, Marin. She looks up at you and she goes, Marin, we have to take a break. Sorel is not doing well. Yeah, okay. There was like, there was like that moment of silence and just like, yeah, yeah, okay. And then kind of pull over to the side. All right. And Sorel kind of uh, with her shoulders low, kind of like walks in that very like swaying like a kid about to throw a temper tantrum way and kind of sits down in the woods, probably like against a tree. She just slumps down and uh, and Akraya starts kind of like Akraya sits down next to her and is, is like kind of resting. She is obviously a little more elegant about it while Osmer just harumph flops down yeah. into the grass. Uh, what do you do? I take out stupid game with its stupid making sure you have enough of everything. So dumb. <laughs> um, <laughs> stupid game with its rules. Stupid game with rules. Ugh. I mean, initially I wanted to do Torchbearer. You want to switch to Torchbearer? No, that's so much more rules. So many more rules. All right, I take out some Bread and jerky. Using up our food supply. Oh, no. Take out some bread and jerky, and I offer some of the supply to Sorrel. And obviously some to Akraya, but I offer Sorrel first choice. Mm -hmm. Sorrel looks up at you, and uh, let me see. Let me see. When you eat food, does it always heal you, or only when you use it at the end of the night? What happens when you eat food at the end of a journey? Uh, you get full, and you might have to go to the bathroom. You want me to start tracking bathroom duty? Oh my god, is that a thing? I don't. I don't have a. I don't have like a paper a stat, for it. Yeah, a stat for half to pee. Yeah, I don't have a stat for it. Listeners, if there's a game out there that tracks your pee, never let me play it. I will never do it. I would. I wouldn't let you. Fun fact: I work in a school. I can hold my. I can hold my pee for a gross amount of time. <laughs> 
let's let's not let's let's get out of this territory <laughs> real quick. Yeah, why did I think does food not heal you in this game? I guess it doesn't. I don't know that I don't know how to play this game. You'd think that I would have learned by now. Foolish people. So uh, they don't listen for rules. <laughs> uh, Sorel looks up at you as you offer her this this uh, this jerky, and um, she takes it and she goes, "Could have had a duck." And she <laughs> bites into the jerky and, and eats some of it. And Akraya takes it, and she's uh, much more, a little more, or a little more thankful for it. Uh, I wouldn't say Sorel's being, you know, mean, but. She is, she's, she's cranky, you know, she's not feeling good. Right. That makes sense. So I guess healing is the only way to heal. What, what, what do you, what do you know about that? I'm, I'm literally going through the entire, I've, I have the, the rule book digitally and I've just done a search for food <laughs> and I'm trying to see if I can find something. You, you consume food when you make it, yeah. but, uh, but I think, um, why don't you heal everybody to HP woot, woot. As, as you sit down and, and take some time to rest, take some time to eat. And um, this is my favorite way to play. J- making up some rules, doing whatever you want. The So it's my favorite way to play. House rules. House rules are I a know. thing. Listen, I, I've become more and more OK with it as the years have gone on. I want you to picture the meme where the person does or there like a rainbow happens and it's glittery and there's like words that come like, across like the spongebob yes yeah okay it's all made up <laughs> all of it games the are the whole thing is made up diana role-playing games are very serious business and everyone needs to take it very seriously all the time akraya and sorel sit down and start eating this food that you've given them um, and i think osmer is very lazily kind of like gnawing at the grass as he as he lays there um do you do you eat something is there anything left over that won't require me to use another ration how many rations did you use one oh then you only gave food to sorel okay so you don't give food to akraya okay i give okay, we're not having a proper meal it was just like a snack it was a snacky snack it was a lemonsies mm. i'm not using another ration i was clear i i you saw me erase one i was clear i'm not eating anything who'd you give two hp back to Everyone. You told me everyone. Because I thought you were feeding everyone. I, nope, I didn't nope. say I was feeding Take everyone. Take it back. Take it, you, back. Take it GM. back. Take it back. That's mean. <laughs> You're mean. Listen, it's 9 p.m. on a work night. I don't give a shit anymore. Listen. We're real good at this uh, hey. role, role playing for an audience thing. Hey. Hmm? I can get mean. You are going to want to give me that HP back. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> So uh, I want to see Sorel and Akraya have a long hour long discussion. Marin's not going to say anything. Go have fun. I can be mean too. <laughs> All right, let's do this. So only Akraya, no, only Sorel is eating. Mm-hmm. She was the grumpiest. Mm-hmm. Real talk. I kind of picture Marin as the kind of person who like, you know, that plant that you will sometimes see. depictions of people from the country chewing on like a a a stalk of wheat is that what that is yes okay i kind of picture marin doing something similar like when she's walking she just kind of like picks up a mint leaf and chews on it or like i guess wheat but that is not something that would probably just grow like on the side of a road 
Um, are you picking leaves off the side of the road and putting them in your mouth? No. Are, are you sure? I went, listen to what I said. Yeah. I listed two foods. I listed two edible things uh-huh. is what I listed. Yes. So all I'm saying is I'm going to be, I'm retconning everything. I didn't say anything. <laughs> No. I don't like the way you're looking at me. I'm retconning all of it. Marin is a desert and doesn't need... She's a camel. No. She had all of her water and food before she left. She's good. No. In 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 real reality, though, I really like that as, as character. Because Marin is used to... Marin knows the woods. Right. Marin is used to traveling. She knows what she can what she can graze on. So I really like that and I'm not going to punish you for having a cool character idea. I, and it's not food. Like yeah. I'm thinking like mint leaves. Like it's more like a gum situation than it is a food thing. Mm-hmm. Like gum's not going to fulfill you, but it'll like keep your mouth busy for a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you're breaking to rest, what is Marin doing? What are you what are you doing as the other two are kind of or the other three are kind of recuperating? Is there a visible shrine anywhere? From, mm. ju- like, within just, like, quick eye shot. Uh, no, unless you really want there to be. Nope. Um, I then don't I'm, think there would be one right here. Then I'm whittling. Whittle- what are you whittling? I'm whittling something. Um, I believe that I have been whittling on and off since I started this journey. Yeah. And I don't believe that I've ever said what I was whittling, mainly because I don't remember if I said... <laughs> If I was whittling something. So I believe I'm whittling a small osmer. Hmm. That's fun. Yeah. So are you kind of like looking up at him and like uh, yeah. as he's as he's kind of like lying there? Yeah, just whittling osmer. I like that. And as you're sit- sitting and uh, and working on this little statuette, Sorel walks over to you with the jerky in her mouth. And she goes, what, what are you making? I'm I'm making Osmer. Okay, can can I see? Yeah, sure. And I like do a cool um, knife flip where I like flip it in the air and catch it by the blade because it's just like a little little thing, mm. so it won't hurt me. And I'm good at this. And I kind of give it to her. The blade. The, the blade and the. She said she wanted to see it. Oh. So like I'm offering both. She can take whatever she wants. <laughs> like I'm holding it in my hand. I haven't given. I haven't just like plopped it in her. I was just kind of like giving it. To yeah, her. I think she she just takes the little Osmer statuette mm-hmm. and she holds it up and she she looks at it from a couple from like different angles and she looks over at Osmer um, and she hands it back and she goes that that it really it really looks like him. Thank you. Or it it's starting to his left side is kind of still like uh, all yeah, kind of piece lumpy of wood. and it's yeah a piece of wood still yeah. yeah. Uh, no, thank you, thank you. It is something. That I have done for many years. So I appreciate when it looks like the thing I want it to look like. So thank you. She, she nods and she takes it in another bite of the jerky. And she goes, um, I, I, I have something kind of like that. Oh, do you? Mm-hmm. And she uh, walks back over to her tree where she left her pack. And she digs in it a little bit. And uh, she pulls something out and she walks back over. And she shows you she uh, this little wooden doll and it's a little wooden kobold and it's got like each of its um like big limbs are like a a chunk of carved wood and it's got like strings through the centers that kind of give it like this like ragdoll quality so it's just kind of like limp but it's like very clearly a little uh carved wooden 
kobold. She hands it down. She goes, uh, my, uh, sister made this for me. Well, that's cool. And I, like, take it and kind of look it over and go, like, this is some pretty good craftsmanship. This is very cool. I offer it back. Yeah, yeah, she was, uh, she was a part of the, um, of the, uh, of the architects. She was a, a hive architect, so she was really good at, at making stuff. She's, like, playing with the, with the lens. Did her sister die? There was a whole big thing, right? All like, the, all, they all died. Yeah, all the kobolds. Okay. okay, so she's playing with it, and I go, how old were you when she gave it to you? Oh, wow, wow. Um, I must have been really small. I was, like, a little kobold larva thing, just kind of crawling around. I, I think I just started digging um, in the tunnels uh, when, when she gave this to me. So I've had it forever. It was like one of the only things I, I, I grabbed. Uh, and she like puts it in, um, in a little satchel by her side. Mm-hmm. I think you see Marin um, touching the bandana that she wears. Just kind of playing with it and goes, that's a nice memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it it's really nice. I keep it. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's nice. She takes another bite of the jerky. This jerky's okay. I'm I'm glad it's okay. I know. I know you really wanted duck. Yeah, duck would have been better. We all agree that duck would have been like better. A, like that. There was a whole duck in the window. It it. I agree with you. It would have been better. We could have taken it. It would have gone bad immediately. Immediately. You know that. The crack cook cooked it. Her fire. It would have gone bad immediately. Um, she walks <laughs> off, still eating this this jerky. Um, and Osmer lets out like a snort. You know, I think as Sorel walks off, you see that Akraya was kind of like watching the two of you have this interaction. And then she kind of just turns away and looks back towards the road. Hello, and welcome to Heart Points, a one-to-one RPG actual play podcast. I am your husband and GM, Zach. I am your wife and player, Diana. And this is episode 19 of the Blood Gold campaign. How are you, my darling? I am doing very, very well. We are recording this on one of the warm days that have happened recently. It's actually so hot in my office. It's I'm about to fall asleep. Why is it sweltering? Um, because I think you have the room. The one room in every house that just the temperature's never right. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, pretty much. There's that one room in every house where it just it's just not right, and you don't know why. And yeah. you have that room. Your office is that room. Yeah, I love these days. I love spring. I love fall, summer. Fall, summer's fun. I enjoy it, and I'm I'm making us enjoy it. I'm making us use it because I know that if I didn't, we would be hermits. And would never leave. Are hermits the people who never leave? Yes. Yes. We would be hermits. I am uh, also enjoying that the weather is getting nicer. I'm finding myself looking forward to going back outside. I had a very long and lonely winter locked inside. I hadn't, I did not leave the house for several weeks. And that, I realize now, was a problem. So <laughs> I am very appreciative of you making us go outside. I'm very excited for this spring and summer because it is going to be Brood 10, 
of the massive uh, periodical, I think periodical is what they're called, cicadas. I'm super excited. It's going to be so loud. It makes me so happy. So we're going to have all those cicadas. I'm going to go cicada hunting. I'm going to go spider hunting. I'm going to go looking through the woods for bugs. Yeah, I wanted to talk about this with you. You have mentioned this on social media. You're now saying it on our podcast. We have a baby. Are you just planning on abandoning this baby with me this summer? My plan was to abandon this baby with you. How are we going to do this when you're spooter hunting and I'm just not near people? I'm going to bring the baby. That's worse. I'm going to bring the baby into the woods with all the bugs. You are not going to do that. Well, Pora, why not? Bugs are gross. I gotta give the goblin a healthy appreciation for our invertebrate brethren. This goblin, right now, mindlessly grabs things and puts them in her mouth. Yeah. I don't particularly want to take this goblin to the ER because she has put a cicada in her mouth. I am aware you can eat them. Yeah. I don't want her to. Cicadas are edible. Throw a little salt on there. Did you hear what I said? Pop them in a frying pan. I'm aware you can eat them. A little bit of butter. Why are you saying it like you've eaten them? You've never eaten a cicada. They're delicious. You've never had a cicada. It's like... Uh, you don't know. The lobster of the sky. You don't know that. You've never eaten one. You can't prove that. I can prove that. I know what bugs you've eaten. And cicada is not it. What bugs have I eaten? I think you had cricket flour. Your brother had cricket flour once. Have I had cricket flour? Yeah. That's possible. I, I don't remember. Had, I think you had cricket flour. Regardless, summer, spring, everybody sad is going away. Yeah. yeah I hope so. Golly gee. I hope so. <laughs> uh, if you are uh, enjoying the podcast, please consider checking out the Patreon. I'm going to do a little Patreon plug. Mid-episode. That's a newbie for me. Check out our Patreon because uh, we're doing cool stuff like Patreon games with uh, I- I'm hosting a game once a month with patron subscribers uh, and I'm having a lot of fun with it and I want more people to play games with. So check out HeartPoints Patreon at patreon.com forward slash heartpointspod and come play games with me. By the time this episode comes out, we will have already played um, Dungeon World, Golden Sky Stories and Swords Without Master and they're awesome. I love those games. Just rubbing it in that you have friends. Time. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Listen, it's fine. I get it. I have I have offered to help you make time for role-playing games as well. Yeah, but that's not what I want to do in my free time. I want to not be near people. Is in my free time. what you want to do with your free time? Watch more K-dramas? Also, yes. Also, subscribe to the Patreon so you can listen to our patron-only podcast, The Campfire Pod, in which I have completely lost control and it's like 50% k-drama stuff it's so good i'm literally fighting a k-drama update right now well then i think that is as good a sign as any that we should get back to the episode i think so the the three of you kind of are resting on the side of the road is there anything that you want to do while you're is there anything else that you want to do while the four of you are just kind of hanging out i don't imagine that this is a very long rest. It's enough to sit down for a little. Because if you, you know how when you like, you're moving and if you sit down for too long, you don't want to move again. It's whatever, Newton's law. Einstein An object law? at rest stays at rest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you you get everybody back up and Sorrel seems to be kind of have a little bit more of her old self. She's still kind of like sluggish, still struggling a little bit, but she's, Definitely feeling a little bit more revived. 
and uh, y'all get back on the road and and keep moving forward. And soon enough, the sun starts to set low in the sky and you come across a uh, one of these camping areas that are kind of like spread throughout along the roads. And it's just kind of a, a large field with a um, with like a stone ring around it and uh, space for people to set up camp, set up whatever stuff so that they can spend the night on the road. And it's pretty busy. Uh, you can see that there is not a ton of space here. Um, you could definitely make space if you wanted. Like there's space for Osmer if you wanted to stay here. Um, but you would be staying in a in a campsite with a lot of other uh, travelers that are kind of um, various people of all all different types setting up camps, tying down their draft animals, uh, tying up their wares, and just kind of settling in for the night. What is Marin's call? Marin's call is that we stay here. The logic is several fold. There is safety in numbers. Um, and so the more of us that there are, the less likely that we are to get picked off by any of the dinosaurs roaming around. Two, there's no guarantee that if we kept going that we would find somewhere safe by nightfall. I know that there are some camps nearby or other, you know, there's other campsites. They might be just as populated. So there's no guarantee that I'd find anything better. And three, maybe we can find free food. Oh, Interesting. I'm not going to try too hard for it, but you know, if someone's having a, like if someone's roasting a pig, I might just stop by, see if I can help in any way and get some free pig. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you head in and I think as, as you make this decision, uh, Akraya kind of stops you and she goes, are, are you sure that this is a safe place for us? There's an awful lot of people here. No, I'm not sure that this is safe, but I don't know that anywhere else is going to be any safer. She kind of like she looks at the crowd and looks back at you and kind of shrugs her shoulders and goes along with you, accepting that, you know, your argument is right. I think Osmer also like really doesn't want to go just because of. Mm, here's the thing. If Osmer doesn't want to go, I think I hesitate. Um, uh, I'm I know that he's crotchety. Yes, I'm, I'm not... aware that he's crotchety. I'm very much not trying to telegraph that there's anything dangerous about this place. Okay. Um, he's just being crotchety. He's just being, he is just being crotchety. It's, okay. it's noisy because people are setting stuff up. Um, you can tell that he's just being crotchety. Okay. Like, I wouldn't even ask you to do, like, an intelligence test for this. You know. He's just being, like, finicky. He's being himself. Yeah. There are no, like, uh, quote unquote, unsavory characters as far as you can see. Okay. But he, yeah, he is crotchety. So you have to kind of, like, pull him in and you find a spot and, and start setting up. How do you delegate setting up camp? I don't think I have to anymore. We've done it a few times now. I start taking my stuff down. I think Sorrel takes down Sorrel and Acrea's stuff. Um, and I set my stuff up. Sorrel sets up their stuff. And while meanwhile, Acrea is setting up like food and helping get Osmer unpacked so as you're doing that you you look around and uh like i said it's a busy campsite everybody seems fine um there's uh mostly some merchants you can see that there is like a family or two traveling uh with like children there are some folk in 
armor and uh, swords, like carrying weapons and armor, um, but they don't seem malicious or foolish. They just like they seem like I don't know. They seem like fine folk. Pause. I'm so sorry. I know that you told me. Where are we in relation to the stone wall? Oh, I didn't tell you. What would Marin look for? Marin would like to be up against the stone wall. Okay. But I'm sure other people would too. And since this is pretty busy, I I bet Marin doesn't get her first pick. I would say there is there's a larger space further in the center. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, I think most people would probably go towards the center. Um so I think I think you do find some space at the stone uh, when i say stone wall i mean like three to five feet high if five like like three feet high it is not a very tall wall yeah it's just a it's just a clear divide between the wild and the campsite yeah yeah i want to be up against the campsite and i think the way that we this just kind of came to me so i know i'm retconning a little but the way that camp sort of happens for us is um, without using words, I think I, I think Marin kind of manipulates it so that the kobolds will be camping behind me. So it'll go the wall, the kobolds, me, the population. Mm, okay, I see. Cool. Yeah. So you're you're kind of building up like a, a protect a barrier around the kobolds. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as you're doing that, um, you can tell that once Akreya realizes how you're setting up the camp, she is she's put a little bit more at ease. I'm kind of even picturing it like you have the wall and then you have, where is Osmer in this position? Cause See, I'm kind of picturing him like perpendicular. Yes. So like Osmer and you and the wall are forming this you around the kobolds. Yes. This protective, like, yeah. Um, I think that's great. You, you start setting this up and I think a couple of these um, adventures, like very clearly they are um, either, they're some sort of young knights, adventurers, soldiers, could even be wyvern slayers. Um, but they look young. They're kind of like bright eyed, very, you can tell that they're very green. They come up and, uh, it's, uh, like, uh, like three young men and they are like, uh, they kind of like peer past you at, at the kobolds and one is kind of like stroking. He's got like just a little bit of, uh, like peach fuzz. He goes, miss, you're traveling with kobolds. It would appear so, yes. What? Oh, what? Can we? Could? Could we? Could we talk to them? Hello? Excuse me. And Akraya like looks at them and like narrows her eyes. He goes, "Hi, I'd love to. I'd love to speak with with you." I think Marin kind of leans herself like super, super awkwardly, and everyone is aware that she is blocking his eyesight and just kind of leans and goes, "Can I help you?" He goes, "Oh, uh, I'm sorry." My name is Yonder, and these are my companions, uh, Balric and Forl. We're getting started as monster hunters, and you know we've well, I've never seen a kobold before, and we just thought if we could talk to them about you know their hive and their dragon, I'd love to hear about their their hive and the magic. Well, if you have enough food for us all. When we're done setting up camp, I'll bring the kobolds over, and you can feed us, and we'll tell you anything you'd like to know. He uh, looks at the other two, and um, 
the other two like nod like really enthusiastically and he goes yeah absolutely we'll uh we'll start setting up for supper and just feel free to come over and he like looks past you at the couples feel free to come over when whenever you want we 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 would love to talk to you and uh he kind of like walks away as they go back to their their camp Marin feels a little bad now (laughs) why they're like young kids and i'm like stealing food from them I I only feel a little bad. It's not going to stop me from doing it, but I feel a little bad. I might, Marin might not eat. Marin might eat one of my own rations, but kobolds eat a lot. I don't want to feed them. Food's expensive. So yeah, you finish up set. You finish setting up camp, and uh, do you go? Are you are you going to make good and like go over to them? Oh yeah. I mean, here's the. I I like. I don't clear it because I've already said we're going. Mm -hmm. I just like prepare them. Yeah. Um, I'm like. You can say whatever you want. They'll believe you. It doesn't have to be the truth. Okay. But it can be totally your choice. Okay, like, this is very irresponsible, Marin. It's free food. I, I don't want to talk about the hive. You don't have to. You can talk about literally anything. You could make up a hive and talk about a made-up hive. They're idiots. They don't know. I think Sorrel is like, these are the first people that actually want to talk to us Akraya. come on let's let's go talk to them and sorrel kind of like bounds towards their camp and Akraya shakes her head and follows and uh these yeah these these three young adventurers i think they have two more uh people with them so it's a total of a party of five and they uh they've kind of like set up this um this uh area around a little campfire and they just have like a very basic stew and uh, they get super excited to see the three of you approach. Yonder hands you a, a wooden bowl with, with some stew in it. And he hands you a, a cup with some like very watered down ale. And he goes, thank you for, for bringing them over. I, we're, we're all so excited. And They're little babies. They're little baby adventurers. Uh, I feel even worse about stealing their food. They're, they are sharing freely. I am still going to eat it. I'm just not going to eat, like, a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And so they sit down and they are, like, very excitedly asking the kobolds all these questions. And Sorel is eating up the attention. Like, she's so excited about the attention. She pulls out her little terrible makeshift sword and she starts talking about slaying the arbor raptors alongside you. And um, anytime she gets too close to, like, talking about their quest, Akraya like taps her with her staff or like or like pushes her a little bit and Akraya is a lot quieter but um she she accepts the food from one of the adventures and and is kind of happy she kind of loosens up what about these adventures reminds you of your days starting out with your crew uh that um stupidity <laughs> Which is the wrong word. It's really na- naive, naivete, naivete. Na- yeah, naivete. Yes. Being naive. I don't yeah. know how to say this. That mm-hmm. that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just the like the innocence of it. Because this whole journey, I've been thinking about all of the experience that I have, and all of the terrible decisions that I've made, and all of the you know like all of the decisions that I had made before, and how I can grow from it, and how I'm you know this like big retired person. And they are just starting out and they have all of the stupid mistakes ahead of them. And just that, like the glee of the adventure ahead of them. Like for me, like I still get a little bit of a rush, 
but it's only a little bit of a rush because I know all of the consequences that could happen, right? But for them, the consequences haven't happened yet. Mm -hmm. So it's just pure excitement. It's like what it straight up is like watching a small child. Like you don't know that if you jump off of that bunk bed, you're going to break your arm. So you're really excited right now. But I know that you can break your arm. It's not exciting for me. So there's just like a, there's like enjoying. But also some anxiety. Uh, I wouldn't call it anxiety. I would call it more like, I guess like a hesitancy. Mm. I wouldn't call it anxiety because I don't care about these people. <laughs> okay. I, yeah. don't, I don't care about them. That's so very there's no, there's no like, there's no anxiety. But there is just like hesitancy. Like, I'm, I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself or not. But when we leave, when we start to go back to our own camp, I think I'm going to give them advice. Like, listen, this might sound like it's all fun and games, but like. Keep your head on a swivel and be prepared for some bad shit to happen. That's what happens when you hunt monsters. Do, do you tell them that you are a wyvern slayer? I don't think I say anything about myself. I never introduced myself either. So so you just kind of like give them some... Some, Ran, some like random aggressive advice right before I leave. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they, they kind of brush it off. They're like... Or you never tell them I your name. I never introduced myself. They didn't ask. Yeah, I think I think it, they do kind of like push you a little bit, like over the course of your conversation. Like, what are you doing traveling with these kobolds? And do you just kind of like dodge it, or do you? Yeah, oh tell yeah, I them? dodge it. Well, because I'm not going to tell them it's not it's not my adventure, and clearly Akraya doesn't really want them to know much about it. And I haven't really told anybody else. Like, oh, I'm just you know just traveling with these kobolds. Not a big deal. Um, but they're yeah they're they're super excited to talk to the kobolds all about uh wyverns and dragon magic and dragon breath and all, all this stuff and eventually though you tell you can tell that um Akreya is is getting very uncomfortable with the questions and sorel the adrenaline has started to wear off and she's exhausted mm-hmm. and she's kind of getting tired and both of them are kind of like all right we're right apart i think yonder comes and he thanks all three of you like profusely he's like thank you so much for for sharing your your time with us we, we really appreciate it and you know if there's anything that you need in the morning please let us know and uh and th- is that when you kind of give him this advice as i think i send akraya and sarah like okay well we're gonna leave now and i let them kind of walk ahead of me and i'm like listen keep your head on a swivel bad shit's gonna happen prepare yourself for bad shit to happen because that's what happens when you hunt monsters bad shit he kind of yonder kind of laughs nervously and he's like we really we appreciate the concern, but um, you know we've heard it from our parents and we've heard it from our siblings, and we know what we're getting into. I laugh <laughs> in his face and go, "Yeah, okay, sure you do," and I just turn around and walk away because I I also know what that's like. No one's going to tell them not to, and I'm not telling them not to. Mm-hmm. Like they want to do it, go ahead. Just some of you are going to die. Just like be aware. Do you say that? No. Okay. That's just like what my head is like. So I laughed and was like, okay, sure you do. And I walk away. Yeah. I'm not sleeping tonight. I'm keeping watch. Okay. At least for a good part of the night. Okay. I'm an adventurer. Yeah. I only need two hours of sleep. Let me see what that does to the camping role. The other two camp. They go to sleep. Yeah. So give me a... Yeah, give me a camp test. Why don't you do it? Because... Because you're taking watch. So give mm-hmm. me a camp check. That is dex plus intelligence. Okay. Nine. 
so that is a success so everybody's hp uh is goes uh, up to their max and mp is fully restored Woot. i'm going to ask you to do a strength plus spirit check and i'm going to say this is a 10 difficulty oh no i'm not gonna make it it's gonna be it's hard all right strength plus dex you said uh strength plus spirit i'm sorry and this is to stay awake the whole night well i said that i would sleep for two hours (laughs) is that what is that what you want to do yeah okay well yeah no because i know i need sleep yeah so i like i want to stay up for most of the night i want to make sure that those hoodlums go to sleep before i go to sleep and i feel like they're young partiers, <laughs> and I'm an old lady. That yeah, they they do stay up very late. Yeah, um, but but they eventually go to bed. They know the the value of a good night's sleep, um, and they they do hit the hay. So if you want to rest your eyes, you can rest your eyes. But I think after a full day of traveling, it's and gonna be hard. Yeah. It, it would be very hard to stay up the whole night. So if you want to try and stay up like the whole night, you can. No, um, I no, I just want to make sure that they're asleep. Like I think, but. But in my head, I, like, see myself staying up as long as I can and probably only catching, like, two hours of sleep. Here's how I imagine it. They're partying hard. (laughs) Hard. Mm -hmm. Because they're idiots. Yeah. I imagine Marin staying up until about 4 o'clock in the morning. And then around 6 is when we would start to wake up, make breakfast, and get out. Mm -hmm. So I imagine her only sleeping from, like, 4-ish to 6. So if I need to roll, I'll totally roll because that is a really long day and she's an old lady. Let me posit something to you, and if you want to challenge it, we'll we can figure it out. I think Marin stays up late um, to make sure that you know these these adventures and everybody else in the camp isn't getting into trouble or anything. And you're watching these adventures kind of party a little bit, and they start to tucker out, and one by one they 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 head back into their tents until there's just two of them left. It's uh. Yonder and a girl adventurer, a woman, um, and they're just kind of sitting uh, on opposite sides of the fire, pouring themselves um, ale. And you're watching them kind of sit and talk and and laugh quietly. They're not partying anymore. They're just kind of talking as this fire uh, crackles in between them. And slowly, Marin's eyes close and uh, she pops them back open. And they close again, and then they close, and they stay closed, and she falls asleep. I want to say no. I think that's really cute. That's a really cute scene. But Diana wants to say no, because I specifically said, they all go to sleep, and then I go to sleep. (laughs) And that includes the two of them. Yonder's the one I'm the most suspicious of. (laughs) He's the one who approached me. Do you want to try to roll to stay? Uh, I'll right. roll. I will okay. roll to stay up. But that was a really yeah. cute scene. I don't really want to mess that up. But also, listen, you can do that if you promise me they're not going to sh- mess with our shit. Oh no, they're not going to mess with your shit. They're they're nice kids. I don't know if they believe. Me. They're nice kids. I promise. All right, then then the scene can stay. Okay. But if they mess with our shit, I'm retconning they, all. They are not going to mess with your shit. I this promise. is a safe point. Uh, this is. I a will. Safe. I will return back to this safe point if you fuck this up. Okay. I will. I promise not to fuck it up. Okay. Marion's eyes close. Can you tell me about the bandana again? That bandana was worn by my partner all of the time. It was their lucky bandana. They wore it all the time. I think they said it was lucky just because they had it. It was like their only bandana. When my partner died, don't exactly know how that happened. Diana doesn't know how that happened. Marin obviously does. Yeah, that was um, 
y'all were fighting a wyvern in our Lyrion's mountain range. No, no, I know that, but oh. I didn't like specifically how my partner dies. Oh, yeah, no, we don't know this. We don't know the exact scene. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I was able to take that from my partner because I was also greatly injured. So I. Like, I, that's how I – that's why I'm doing this is because I was saved. Yeah. Um, and I was able to get that bandana. And it's kind of like the way that I've kind of pictured it in my head. And I, I said this in the beginning and you totally have control over how my partner died. But in the way I kind of picture it is that, like, as I'm taking the bandana, I, like, I know that I'm not going to see my partner again. And I think, like, if I'm falling asleep, I'm imagining this is probably some sort of dream. I'm, I'm just – I'm, I'm just I'm just saying, yeah. if this is a dream, I'm I'm like reliving the death mm. again. So a couple of questions about your partner. Mm-hmm. Partner's gender. Um, we have not specified, and I am le- I decided in the beginning that I would leave my partner up to you. Okay. So how remember a few facts about my partner. We never acted on anything. Yeah. But there were strong feelings there mm-hmm. and kind of like an understanding. Yeah. Um there. So gender is whatever would make this story interesting, I guess. In my head I've kind of pictured a woman, but I sometimes I, have been too. I kind of go back and forth, but I I kind of like almost default to a woman. I have been I have been too. Okay. So then a woman. If that but I but my partner is up to you. My partner is your character. Is what I kind of decided in the okay. beginning. How did they wear their bandana? Again? Because I kind of pictured this as a woman, I pictured their hair braided and the bandana is what held the braid. Mm, okay. Um, so I, I pictured the bandana around their hair, but we had a friend in college who wore a bandana and he, and our friend would sometimes wear it around their weight, their wrist mm. or sometimes around their leg. Mm-hmm. I've also pictured the bandana being worn that way. Okay. Um, Marin, your eyes fall shut and suddenly you feel the heat of the sun on your face and your eyes open and you are kneeling in the shrubs beneath a tree by a vast uh, savanna of tall gold grass and Priya has her hand on your shoulder and you can see her bright red bandana um, wrapped around her wrist and she's uh, looking at you with uh, her bright green eyes and behind her stands um, Orlance uh, your teen's mage and Satis your archer and Behind you is a young and spry Osmer, um, with with your your stuff on his pack under a under a makeshift like lean to tent. Priya says, "Merit, I asked if you're ready."
That's it for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you really enjoyed this episode. Ryutama was designed by Atsuhiro Okada and translated into English by Matt Sanchez and Andy Kitkowski. You can find more at kotohi.com. We want to thank Zach B., our editor and producer. If you didn't hear me like make a lot of yelling noises or an hour-long tirade about recording late at night and how terrible it is, thank you, Zach B. We also want to thank In Love with a Ghost for the use of their song, Chilling at Nemu's Place, off of the album Healing. You can find In Love with a Ghost at inlovewithaghost.bandcamp.com. Please make sure to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. It means a lot to us and it helps other people to find us. And you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at HeartPointsPod. Please follow us and join us for discussion about RPGs and podcasts, and make sure to share us with everyone you know, especially your RPG-loving friends. Speaking of those RPG-loving friends, thank you so much to our patrons whose support keeps this show going. If you would like to become a patron of the show, you can find us at patreon.com forward slash heartpointspod. You can directly support the show and help us to maintain it and better it every week while getting some cool rewards like access to our patron-only Discord, a monthly bonus pod, and other great things. Every dollar makes a huge difference. Yeah, I just want to reiterate, um, our Patreon backers have access to a patron-only Discord where we talk about games and the cool stuff happening in the gaming space. Uh, We organize a monthly game every month. Uh, We also now have merch at redbubble.com forward slash heartpointspod, I believe is the address, but we will link that in the show notes. And I just want to say thank you again to all of our patrons for your support. It means the world to us and it uh, allows us to keep doing this. And thank all of you for joining us in our adventure today. We hope that as you return back to the real world, that you continue to have a very nice day. But like a very, very nice one. Mm -hmm.